Hi, this is These Unprecedented Times, and I'm Claire Hogan with the Studio for Teaching and Learning Innovation. If you've ever turned on your radio and tuned in to 90.9 FM, you might have heard the voices of our next two guests. Today, we're diving into the world of WCWM, the student-run radio station at William & Mary. With us in the studio this week are Corey Bridges, Senior Station Manager, and Emily Morrow, Events Director, to tell us about the ins and outs of student radio. I am uh, Corey Bridges. I'm a senior, class of 2021, and I'm the Senior Station Manager of WCWM. Yeah, and um, I'm Emily Morrow. I am also a senior, and I'm the events director this year. Awesome, awesome. And how did you both get involved in the radio station? So I remember freshman year going to the activities fair, you know, as most freshmen do. Right. Trying to find a club that I wanted to join or at least, you know, attend meetings for. Mm -hmm. And I saw, like, the WCWM was, like, the radio station. I knew, I think I knew going in I wanted to find, like, a radio station but, you know, I wasn't sure because I didn't know what it was called going into it. But then I found out Then Emily Mara was also in my hall with a few of our other friends. Yes, and we, I don't think we initially went to meetings together. I went with Jack Simmons. I remember seeing you there. And yeah. I remember being like, oh, I know that one person. Yeah. <laughs> but then eventually, like, we did, you know, kind of like, hey, we're in the same hall. Let's be friends. Yeah. And then do, like, the whole radio thing together. Nice. Yeah, we had a, a plan from the very beginning. We're like, we're going to take over senior year. We're going to change everything around. And then, I mean, COVID happened. So it was a little different than what we expected. But yeah. I did. I remember I found out about radio um, from day for admitted students. Mm. And that was cool. I remember there used to be a guy in radio named Eric Zibko. And he was just very emblematic of WCWM. And he convinced me to join. And so, yeah. I started going with my roommate, uh, who is now the music director. So what do your, like, jobs at the radio station look like? Like, what are you sort of doing every week? So the station manager position is basically just overseeing the station. Um, and there's two station managers mm. um, at a time, one junior and one senior. And it's a two-year position that you take during your sophomore year. You get elected in around March, so we'll have, like, a new station manager elected late March. What I do on the day-to-day -day is basically I just, you know... I take in, you know, whatever info I'm getting from the DJs that we have at the station. I'm pretty much uh, talking to directors pretty much on a, on a daily basis, like whatever director needs like a certain thing. I delegate tasks to them. Um, we also are in charge of like selecting the directors after like the new station manager leadership is selected. So that also happens around late, late March, early April. Um, a lot of random things. I remember last year, talking to the building committee people about uh, the Sadler West project, which, if you don't know, is the, what's going on at the the one side of Sadler where the parking lot is. Um, that's the side be, on the student health center yeah, side. Yeah, the student health center side of, of Sadler. It's going to be a three-story space for pretty much all the media organizations on campus. So Flat Hat, Radio, and Rocket, they'll all have, like, different spaces there. There's an issue with the antenna, mm. and it's very complicated. I, I don't <laughs> know if I could like accurately, you know, describe what's going on. But basically the signal can't reach from Sadler West to oh, Charles City where the dang. actual yeah. main antenna is. Oh yeah. wow. It can from Campus Center. Huh. Can't from Sadler West because of like Kaplan Arena or something. Oh huh. Mm -hmm. So there's like a remote thing, broadcast <laughs> thing that we're thinking about Very doing. Complicated. I, I, I think they figured it out yeah. if they're going through with it. But a lot of random stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, I'll I'll have to deal with. He's basically just the troubleshooter for like Everything uh, or him and Bridget, they basically just fix things yeah. whenever they need to be fixed. So if anything like catastrophically collapses, they're like, 
coming yeah, to you. They'll, they'll come <laughs> to me, but then we'll come to our uh, contracted station engineer, Joseph ah. Weatherby. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's basically the the guy if like there's anything like major like the transmitter is just like we c- no one can like fix it by doing the regular troubleshoot methods got it got it and what is what is your role look like so um i'm the events director so primarily normally that looks like putting together you know get togethers as well as different events we do like house shows we partner with meridian a lot we partner with front porch society which does house shows that kind of stuff but it's obviously very different this year right so um we basically took last semester to kind of figure out how to do anything in right. a COVID semester. And we ended up having one event. We did like a trivia night that worked out pretty well. But this semester, as we kind of like learned our limitations, we're definitely ramping up. So we have another trivia thing coming up. We are working on like a career um, conversation with uh, WCWM alum, one of which is uh, one of our current member's father who works for Universal. So he's going to come and give a talk and we're going to try and get other WCWM alum to come and kind of talk about breaking into the music industry and what that means. We're also putting together Fest or like a COVID version of Fest. So Fest normally goes on every year, which is our like annual music festival and it's headlined by normally some bigger artists. Mac DeMarco came one year. We had Lucy Dacus come one year. We had last year we had Albie the Nomad. So normally we get someone to come in, but this year it's going to be all campus acts, which we think is going to be kind of cool, like return to the roots type of thing. Homegrown. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we actually just um, picked the acts last night. We have like the poll going right now, so that's going to finish up soon. And then hopefully we'll be able to put something on in uh, early April is our date right now. So. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that is so exciting. So I I love how you're sort of adapting. So how is that working? Like, are people still coming into the office, into the studio? Like, how how is everything working under COVID? Yeah, so first semester was pretty rough because the restrictions we did for our student action plan made it so that we couldn't really do in-person training. Yeah, We did a virtual uh, method of training and only about maybe two or three people or like new members actually completed it so they Mm. could you know, submit like an audio file of their show to be played at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Now, this semester, we're actually doing in-person training. We're doing library hours, which is um, pretty much the very start of the training process. It's just cataloging our vinyl collection within the, the station. And then um, I actually did shadow uh, a DJ last night, and then she's on her way to do her test hour, so she'll have her show pretty much within like the next week and a half or so. So we're starting to get more shows up in, on the air. Uh, within the next few weeks or so. Yeah, and I I know you're kind of alluding to this, but like, what is the process? If you want to be a DJ, if you want to have a radio show, what does that look like? Yeah, so basically it starts with library hours, which is just cataloging vinyl. We have an extremely large vinyl collection. Mm. We have the uh, largest vinyl collection actually on the East Coast. Oh, wow, really? So far on Discogs, it's over 15,000 records. Oh my goodness. And I'm pretty sure that's not even all of them. That's, <laughs> that's Is it all in that one office? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Where did you get the vinyls? So because we're a college radio station, this is just a fun fact. The WCWM radio station was founded in 1959 mm. in September. Um, so I guess because radio is still like kind of like, oh, this is like a cool thing that college students do, mm-hmm. they are more receptive than just like the major radio stations. Mm. We can mm-hmm. send them our promotional vinyl. So over the years, we've just collected a lot of promotional vinyl from all these different artists, like major and smaller combined. And then that's just been collecting and collecting. It's just built up. 
I think also there's probably some just personal donations from mm. students. Like we find album reviews like written into the vinyl or into the like uh, jackets of the vinyl all the time. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it has like a pretty rich history. Yeah. Uh, that was that was how they did um, some of the training before uh, in the 80s. WCWM DJs had to actually write album reviews on the vinyl before huh. they could start yeah. actual shadowing and, and test hour stuff. Um, but now it's just, you know, you do library hours, then you do shadowing of a DJ for like two weeks. And then after that, you do one test hours, pretty much just your first show. Only you have like the training director or someone else, like a station manager in there in the studio with you to make sure that you're comfortable. And then after that, you have a show for the rest of your time here at William & Mary. And you don't even have to be a student either. You could be a faculty member. Um, as long as you have the ID that can get you in to the station, you should be all set. Yeah, and a show can be run by, like, multiple people. And as long as one person is trained to be a DJ, then anyone can come on the show. So people have, like, talk shows with guests. I know people have had, like, professors come in and do, like, discussion hours with them, that kind of stuff. So it's a, it, we are trying to make it as accessible as we can to people, you know. And, and I know you sort of mentioned like earlier professional development stuff in terms of like the music space. Are most people involved in WCWM like interested in doing radio or music as a career? What is like the typical WCWM <laughs> person? We get a lot of different people. Mm. Um, I know there are some that are more interested in this is just like a hobby, something to do on campus right. for like an hour a week. Others, you know, they're more interested in the music stuff. We'll have like student performers that mm -hmm. want to do like radio and then some more serious, you know, techie type people will come in every now and then. But it's, it's, I don't think there's like a typical WCWM DJ. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think like most of the people, even on our exec board, aren't like music majors or anything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So there is like a wide variety, I think. Yeah. It's just a fun thing to do for yeah. students. Yeah. And, and so if somebody has a show like... I know you t said like sometimes there's like a talk show, like they can interview people. Do people typically like pick a theme of like music that they're going to play? Like what, what's the range of, of shows that you have? <laughs> We've had some weird ones. There was like, <laughs> <laughs> there was one show that was only Weird Al Yankovic music. Oh, I would love that. Wow. I tune in. It was interesting. And also just astounding that there's that much Weird Al Yankovic. It has a lot of albums, I can <laughs> say. I've been to three Weird Al concerts. Oh my and ironically, I literally have. So yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like the show for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I literally would tune in, yeah. Yeah, I, it definitely varies a lot. We've had um, shows that are uh, like talk shows. We've had comedy shows on there. Mm. Um, I think the general like move is towards just like playing music. There's sometimes themes. Like there was one guy who did only sh uh, music from the like 2010s, basically. Oh. Perfect. So, <laughs> yeah, basically. And again, the nice thing about it is it can change depending on the semester. So one semester you can do a theme show, one semester you can do, you know, just whatever you're listening to at the time, one semester you can do a talk show element, anything you want to do really, so. Yeah, that's the beauty of doing, having like a free form radio station. I know a lot of college radio stations across the country, they'll have like different things. I know um, there are some that just exclusively do like indie music and that's mm. just their thing. They don't mm -hmm. play any top 40 stuff, but we don't really do that here. Yeah. Uh, we pride ourselves on that. So that's what's led us to have like our unique kind of style. Um, I remember in the 90s, like hearing this from alumni, there was a popular like kind of quiz show um, that people like just regular uh, Williamsburg locals just would call in and oh, just wow. to participate. Yeah. And I would like to see that kind of return. I try to always emphasize this to people when they join radio. Like you can literally do whatever you want on your show as long as you're like following the FCC laws. Yeah. So just don't don't box yourself into just playing music. I know I kind of only play music, but still I talk to my 
I do my show with uh, the music director Tori, and we we talk a, a lot on the air, but just about random things that just come to our mind. So yeah, this is this is a good segue because I was gonna ask like, do you both have your individual shows? Like, what do those look like? Yeah, um, my show is on just the self promo. My show's on <laughs> Tuesdays from ten to eleven p.m. Um, it's called Door Patrol. Um, I uh, mostly play music, but I've been trying to incorporate like a talk show element because mm. now that we are allowed to have people more than one person in the station right, again, right. so. Um, I've been having like friends come in and uh, talk about like I've had them bring in songs that they like and then talk about why they like them that kind of stuff. Um, we had a discussion on Army Hammer recently and oh. you know that whole debacle on yes, air. So the cannibalism. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you can kind of talk about anything and <laughs> I don't know. It's it's cool because people do listen in the community. I've had people like call into my show and be like, wow. I like the song you're playing that yeah. kind of stuff. So. Uh, you reach, like, your friends and stuff like that through our streaming part of the station, but you can also reach just, you know, any person in the community, which is an interesting part of it. And my show is uh, Thursdays from 9 to 11 p.m. called The Cory Tory Story. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> a very good name. Yeah. <laughs> it, it came, we came up with it. Well, I didn't. We, none of us, neither of us came up with it. It was uh, come up by someone else when we were in our freshman dorm lounge. We were, when we were just trying to bounce ideas of what should we yeah. name the show. And <laughs> we're like, oh, Cory Tory. Let's just the Cory Tory story. Sounds good. And it's basically just, we'll have like theme weeks. Like last night we did a Daft Punk tribute because uh, yes. we're both big fans oh, of Daft Punk. We've always had. I've never met any two people more <laughs> into Daft Punk than them, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, it really hit us hard. Um, <laughs> we did that. Um, and then the week before, I forgot what our theme, we did a kind of like a party theme. Mm. Like, um, the stages of a party, like the pregame, mm-hmm. the actual party, and then like the <laughs> the time after where it's kind of like, oh, what's happening? It's like right. sad, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll do like fun stuff like that, and then we'll always like banter on the on the air about whatever mm-hmm. we come up with on the spot. Really, it's not really planned at all. So and it's fun that way. That sounds That's that awesome. sounds awesome. I really want to tune into both of those. Now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds so fun. So obviously, both of you are like very involved in the radio station. So I know you talked about like why you first joined, but like what has made you stay at the radio station? Like what about it for you is is fulfilling and makes you want to work so hard? Yeah, so what made me want to stay, to be honest, was like, oh, I, I think we can just kind of do this better if we just mm. kind of like come together as like an organization and just become directors because yeah. the thing that I am aware about in radio is that there's this perception that it's kind of scary, mm. um, very pretentious, and that's definitely the vibe that I got when I was a freshman, and I mm. could probably say that for the yeah. both of us. Um, <laughs> and we were just like, oh, this is not good. It's not friendly at all. Mm. And it was funny because as we got to know the directors, that kind of freaked us out when we first started. Like, they're very approachable people. I mean, a lot of them I'm, like, still friends with to this day, yeah. but it's yeah. just, like, it definitely gave off an energy of, like, you mm-hmm. have to earn your way into being here, that kind of stuff when you first join. Yeah, and we felt like if we could just like change that, that little barrier that's up at first when you first go to the meeting on Thursday, we could probably get a lot more different people, mm. have better shows, and who knows what comes after that, more people involved with directorships and stuff. It's also just fun. There's a lot of stuff you can do uh, with radio. There's also, we have Vinyl Tap, which is the publication that we have. It's just a music and culture magazine. And I helped kind of revitalize that with like a very small team my freshman year. Um, And like it was just three seniors and then three of us freshmen kind of working together, figuring out how we want to shape this uh, magazine. And now it's a semesterly magazine that's run by a lot of people now, a lot of different photographers, artists, writers. I'm very proud of it. 
Yeah. So cool. That's the cool thing about radio is like no matter what you're interested in, like I was interested in doing event planning and there's just like it br- it goes so far out from just running your weekly show, you know, if you want if that's all you want to do and you just want like an hour in the station by yourself once a week to collect your thoughts and just hang out, you can do that, but mm-hmm. if you want to really like get involved in the publication side of it or the event side of it or um uh, we have like some graphic design opportunities, that kind of stuff. Like, if you want to do any of those things, it's kind of a one-stop hub for a lot of that. So, mm-hmm. got it, got it. And I know you both, I guess, know each other. Like, you you know each other from radio, and you're you're both in the same freshman. Yeah, hall, we we're freshman. Right? Hall, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, do you find like a a larger sense of community with like everybody at WCWM, all the DJs? Like, what is that community like? Oh, I I love it. I feel bad for these for the freshmen right now because yeah. they can't really form it. I mentioned earlier, I, I shadowed someone, and there was a person that has a show before mine who's also a freshman, mm. and they had I, I made the connection that they had never, like, actually met. That mm. would have happened way earlier in advance yeah. if it wasn't yeah. the pandemic mm. year. Yeah, That's our normal now. meetings are, like, the you we have announcements and that kind of stuff, but normally we do pick of the week every week, so mm. we listen to a couple new albums and uh, vote on it but a lot of that time is like we're just playing the album and everyone's like talking and right. getting to know each other and introducing themselves and people are like sitting on the floor on the couches <laughs> so it normally is like a much more communal thing and obviously it's you know COVID's hampered that at some level yeah. but like I mean I remember when we were freshmen we as we moved up the older people started calling us uh the former or the group formerly known as the radio freshmen or something <laughs> like that so mm-hmm. yeah you got you definitely get really tight with like the people that you start off with yeah and that's another thing we do we have um finals shows that we do pretty much every final season you have you pick a different uh show slot than your normal time that you have for the semester and it can be like one to three hours whatever you want and that what usually happens there is people will make events just to like invite all their friends to come to the station mm-hmm. And then they just hang out. Yeah, we've done birthday parties. I really oh, wanted wow. to do like a twenty-four hour like radioathon where like <laughs> that sounds awesome. No one leaves the station. You're <laughs> locked in. So, but yeah. I don't think that'll happen. But yeah, yeah. Hopefully they'll they'll carry on the legacy. Yeah. So since you're both like graduating seniors, what do you hope the station will look like in five years in the future? Mm. I know for me, like the main thing is I just want more people from more backgrounds to you know, get involved. Like, I'm a government major and environmental science policy minor, so does that connect at all to radio, really? <laughs> Probably not, but right. I've, like, gained so much from it. It's one of the two things that I, like, really do on campus, mm. and uh, I just want to see more people, like, be able to find that outlet and that community through it. So, I mean, that was the goal that we were trying to do by becoming directors, and I think we were on our way to establishing that, but I hope that we've instilled some of that to the, you know, directors that will come after us that we got some time to get to know. And, you know, hopefully when we return in five years, you know, there'll be that community still Mm -hmm. here. So, yeah, I'd like to see radio expand um, in that respect and just like generally uh, among the campus community, because a lot of people just don't know there's there is a radio station. Right. And they don't know how easy it is to be a DJ, too. Like, I yeah. think that people think the training, I mean, training altogether, I think, is under three hours. And a lot of that is, like, hanging out and not really, it's not, like, work, <laughs> yeah. necessarily. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully getting more DJs would be cool. Yeah, that's that's a big goal. And then there's, like, the, the dream of the big uh, WCWM Fest. 
that was kind of talked about in the spring last year, um, having <laughs> some, <laughs> some, some big artists and more partnerships with the different organizations on campus. That was definitely something I was looking forward to trying to do, but uh, I can't really do anything about that now. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I think the idea is, is that it first started off like really ambitious and that it was like a multi-day music festival and we right. got some like really big names and then it really petered out and then we've been kind of trying to revive it. And I think the one thing that as like events director this year that I've wanted to be more focused on is about like still maintaining the roots of like campus culture in terms of campus bands and acts mm. because like we spend a lot of money. There was a year that we brought like Mitski to campus. Yeah. It wasn't for fest, but that. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. But we also spent like so much of our budget right. and time right. and all this stuff on it. And I want to make sure that we're like giving local bands an opportunity to like have a platform like this year more than ever honestly because a lot of like bands have had no time to play or practice or do anything mm. so um i think like we want to focus on bringing bigger names and stuff but we also want to focus on like getting a platform for these you know student artists to actually you know showcase their talent and all that stuff so yeah so i know you mentioned earlier that like wcwm fest this year is going to be like very much the the William and Mary or the local bands. So what is that going to look like? Is there going to be like a live stream? Is it going to be Zoomed? <laughs> How is that going to happen? Well, we're still definitely figuring out the exact mechanics That's of fair. things. We um, just teamed up with our like normal AV guy who is like a long-term friend of the station. I think he's been working with us since like 2007 or oh, eight wow. yeah. um, and has done a ton of stuff for us. So I'm, we're getting excited about, excited about that. We're going to have, uh, five different campus acts play uh, with three 40-minute sets and mm -hmm. two 20 to 30-minute sets, depending on, you know, turnover. Um, our set date right now is April 7th, which is a spring break day, so hopefully people will, you know, be free. Um, and uh, we actually decided to move from our normal location, which is the um, Matoka Amphitheater, down to the Crimdale Meadow, mm. just because... Um, since we're doing a smaller event and we can afford a smaller space and we'll probably have to do some type of, you know, cap on amount of people there at any given right, time. Right. We were thinking, you know, what's a better way to get more connection with people that maybe wouldn't know about it, put it in a place that like no one can avoid basically. So, right. yeah, so it, it, we're kind of modeling it off of like a Fridays at five feel or um, the Earth Day Festival, that kind of thing. But we're just trying to make it more known and accessible to, you know, people outside of just radio and radio circles, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah, got it. Well, that sounds so cool. When that happens, please let me know. What yeah, yeah. Hopefully you'll out. hear about it from a poster <laughs> or a post or something sure somewhere. You know, we'll get, we're, we're actually doing right now, if you're interested, we're doing right now um, kind of a design competition for the logo of the oh. event. So, yeah, check out WCWM's, like, socials, that kind of stuff. So something will be posted about that soon. So I guess we talked a little bit about, like, the future of the station. And I know that you said that you're moving eventually when Sadler West is finished. Hypothetically, you'll be in Sadler West. So what is that transition, that movement going to look like? What's going to happen to all that vinyl that you have in the <laughs> Campus Center basement? That's that's the, the number one question right. yeah. <laughs> for the station right now. <laughs> so because the collection is so large... What the, the space that we've been permitted for, it's not enough. It's just simply not enough yeah. space for just to hold all that vinyl. Mm -hmm. We have to get rid of some of it, or like most of it. We have a set 20 feet hallway mm. that's going to have like the shelving, but that definitely won't do it. Right. And we're not sure like the exact number of vinyl that hallway will, will be able to hold. So it's very, very much guess guessing. And we're just like prioritizing, like saving the, 
the most you know historically significant vinyl as is right now. Our initial plan that we came up with during the winter break uh, last year was to sell, do like a student sale, and focus on just selling a bunch of that vinyl to the hmm. students here. Yeah, locals. Um, I made a post about this on the WCW <laughs> Facebook group. Then alumni came in and said, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> oh, no. yeah. they, they care so deeply about this vinyl collection. Right. Yeah. Um, and they don't want to see it go. And they, they're trying to do everything they can to save as much of it as, as possible. Mm. And it's being led by a few former station managers, Lizzie Fulham and Sean Twig. And they're, they're pretty much coordinating and, and helping out, making a plan so alumni can probably come down over the summer and try to, like, store some of it. Um, because the big accelerator in all this is that Campus Center, the building that we're currently located in, is very prone to water damage. And a few years ago, there was a massive water damage leak that happened that forced us to get the vinyl removed. Ugh. And cleaned because a bunch of it uh, grew mold on it. Wow. So because of all this, we have right. to kind of you know speed things up. That's what we're doing with our library hours mm. um, on Saturdays and put it incorporating that into our training uh, process. But right now, we're currently taking out our vinyl with the album reviews from alumni on it because that's just the obvious stuff that we'd probably right. want to keep. And then there's also a partnership that we're doing with Special Collections where a few dozen of those vinyl are probably going to go to special collections just to be seen by students in SWEM. Uh, we did a, an event in 2019 for like the what was it, 60th anniversary of WCWM mm -hmm. and a bunch of that stuff. Like it was a bunch of old stuff that I didn't even have any idea about. There was like a poster. There was a flat hat article uh, about, good. <laughs> <laughs> about how like the Wu-Tang Clan came to WCWM for like an interview. Whoa. Randomly. Yeah. And I was like, there's like a picture of them in the station. And it's funny because awesome. all of this stuff has been locked away in the special collection. So it came out and we're like, the Flaming Lips came here. Yeah. Prince <laughs> came here. Oh like, gosh. yeah, just the crazy it was, stuff. It was very funny. So yeah, we want to keep a lot of stuff for ourselves. So a bunch, a lot more people, because not a lot of people go to special collections. But mm. like there, there was a album review from an alumni who passed away mm. and and that's something I feel like that could go into special collections. That's Definitely. just like a in memoriam oh. to him. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we, we're still trying to figure it out. They, st it's not just vinyl. We have CDs. We have so many. So many wow. CDs. Yeah. I I don't see a future for the CDs myself, but you know, <laughs> um, who knows? Things could change. <laughs> we're just looking at all the different options that we have. Uh, the unfortunate truth is that it just needs to go somewhere and we don't necessarily have a place that can take all of it. So yeah. um, we'll just see in the next couple of probably years, honestly, what happens to yeah. everything. For so. now, they're just going to go into plastic bins and then be stored in like an empty room at Campus Center, a Got bunch it. of them, so they're safe from water damage. Oh. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, how did you fix the water damage on the, on the vinyls? It was... This happened over the summer, like, a few years ago. I think it was yeah. summer of 2018. I was going to say, I think it was, like, my freshman year when that happened. Because I yeah. remember hearing about it from the flat hat is also down there in the campus yeah. basement. So. We, we couldn't enter the station for, like, a month and a half. Wow. Um, and we were just doing meetings in Tucker Hall and, like, yeah. one of the big, in one of those lecture rooms. Mm -hmm. um, so Serve Pro, they just kind of, like, took all the vinyl, put them in boxes and just, like, cleaned them and then yeah. brought them back in the boxes. <laughs> 
the station at that time was truly it something was, else. It was, it was pretty empty. It was not. Yeah. It was not vibes. Well, um, it stayed. It stayed with like the boxes just in massive like stacks along the side of the room for basically that whole year. I remember oh we gosh. like threw. We do like an annual radio prom at the end of the year and i remember taping streamers to the boxes and being like <laughs> this is never gonna get put away but uh. we managed to put it away for us to have to take it out again so yeah. yeah the perpetual cycle of moving the vinyl from one location it, it, to it, the next. it truly is yeah yeah it's been a hassle but we'll get through it so you mentioned radio prom and i do have to follow up about that <laughs> what is radio prom what does that look like radio prom is it, it started only a few years ago but it's basically just like our annual formal that we do um we do like a winter formal too which is also like middle school themed as well oh. uh, i mean it's just like everyone wears dresses to the theme i was so ready to put on a wwe themed radio prom oh, this year yes I know. I'm going to have to put that in the books, and hopefully <laughs> next year's <laughs> events director can do it. But, nice. but yeah, it's just basically like a time to come together at the end of the year and, you know, throw a little party in the station and, you know, play car seat headrest. And <laughs> that's, the, that's the annual tradition. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I was going to ask. I feel like the putting on the music for a radio station party, I feel like, is very that's – a, that's a high-stakes endeavor. It like, is. You can always tell, like, <laughs> when you – go people will bring their friends you're allowed to like bring your plus ones mm -hmm. whatever you want to do and you can tell the people that have been like coming to meetings and have been listening to the music because they all tend to group together like i mean I've, i think bodies came on and i remember just seeing like walls lined with people who had no idea what was going <laughs> on and then everyone on the inner circle kind of coming together but yeah it's a good time i like, uh, that's definitely not happening this year, but right. hopefully, you know, that tradition will live on. I mean, the cool thing about radio, and I think a lot of college clubs, is, like, because the turnover is so high, like, you're constantly, you know, shedding a fourth of your membership every yeah. year. Like, new traditions pop up all the time, basically. Like, we did a Valentine's karaoke thing last year, and, like, I could see that probably being a thing that goes on for a while longer, you know? So... It's just cool to see things kind of pop up and leave in their time. Yeah. Got it. Got it. As the generations move forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Vinyl Tap was totally that. I mean, it popped up, it went away, it came back again. I mean, there's tons of revivals happening all the time. And that's the cool thing about radio. It's, you know, we've been around for like 60 years now. So, you know, people will come back and be like, we used to do that, but we did it differently. And we'll be huh, like, yeah. yeah. I know you mentioned alumni like a little bit. Do you tend to engage with like people who, who used to run the radio station back in the day? Yeah, we do an annual homecoming event. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, it happens in the morning, early afternoon. It's like a waffle event. We make waffles in the station. Oh, nice. And then they can sign up for 15-minute slots to do, like relive their old college radio That's show. Cool. <laughs> That's um, cool. I know there there is a faculty member here who was an alum. Got his name, though. It's funny because he was a um, a Soviet studies major, and that was the year like the the Soviet Union fell. So we oh. always talked about that as like, oh, Man. my major <laughs> thesis now. <laughs> so, but he did he did his little fifteen minutes sh uh, show, and then he was doing all these different things. I was like, oh my god, he knows so much. He still has it, and Dang. I guess because he also does like a radio show on his own free time up in like Maryland huh. every now and then, but. It's it's very cool seeing them kind of like go back to the to the old days of, yeah. of their of their radio show, trying to find a vinyl to play <laughs> and and stuff like that. Yeah, it's now really we're cool. like we just plug in Spotify Go, but like <laughs> it's interesting. Like people knew how to do sound effects and like mm -hmm. 
I mean, I've been here for four years, and I'm like, I still, you know, accidentally shuffle my songs when I'm playing them and that kind of stuff. So, but yeah. some people really like dig into the tech <laughs> side of it, and they have much better shows than mine, probably. Yeah, well. yeah, that is so cool. Getting uh, back back in the day in the old radio <laughs> station days. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff in there is really old. I remember them saying like, "Oh, we had this when I was here." It's like, "Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah." That's also something I want to see for the new um, studio in Sadler West. I want to see probably you know some some equipment upgrades so that the new DJs can have something you know that doesn't malfunction um, (laughs) regularly. Um, Just that's just the hope, though. Yeah, yeah, and no flooding, hopefully. Oh yes, definitely. (laughs) That's the ultimate. Don't be in the basement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) second floor at least. Oh boy, Campus Center Basement is really just the place to be. Yeah, it is. I love Campus Center Basement personally. Fun fact: the radio station space was an old bowling alley. No, no way. Yeah. That's why. That's the, why it's the, so long and weird. It's yeah. the long hallway oh. on the side that leads into the studio, and then you can see like yeah. the old like uh, bowling alley panel on the <laughs> side of the wall. Wow. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Yeah. Yes. Once you all move out, we'll put a bowling alley. Get back in. in. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Because I'm I'm always in that hallway when I'm up at 2 a.m. in the flat hat office. So <laughs> it's very spooky down there. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Well, I, I guess, do you each have like a favorite WCWM memory of all your time? <laughs> mm. I think mine would be from last year's fest when we brought um, Abby Nomad and the opener for... Um, Abby the Nomad was Kalen Brown. Kalen Brown is, was a student. I think he just graduated. He was a student at VCU that we brought in. And I had seen him at the Meridian the year prior. And I was like, okay, we have to have Kalen Brown because his energy, so good. He had <laughs> um, this jazz band with him called the Blue Chips. And they were just so tight. All the songs were so great, so energetic. And I remember... When he was up, I was just like in the crowd with everyone else, and then he wanted somebody to come up on the stage with him. He called someone else out at first; they didn't want to go up. Mm. And then he called me, and I was like, "Oh, I can't, I can't say <laughs> no now." <laughs> and I said no at first, but then I was convinced by the people around me to go up. So I went up stage, and then he asked me to do like a dance or something, and then he asked me to do the worm. And oh. I, I had never done, <laughs> I had never done the worm ever in my life, um, and I tried it. Didn't go that well, but <laughs> you <laughs> had a good form going in. Yeah, okay. it was okay. it was the execution got yeah. a little. <laughs> it was hard, end. but you know, he he was a great guy, very fun to talk to. Um, yeah, so I think that would be my favorite WCW moment. Um, that whole fest was great too. Yeah, it was great. It was like the first year we've had. We have kind of a reputation of bringing some. Uh, I don't even know the right word for it, but like I don't know, less energetic performers and mellow. Yeah, exactly. And we were like, this year we're bringing someone high energy. Yeah, and so it was like a really good time. I've had a lot of good memories. I one that popped out specifically was I think our freshman year fest. Me. Corey and uh, uh, Tori, who is my roommate and is the music director now and all that. We were like at the farmer's market the day of the fest trying to promote it. And we like found a little alleyway that we were like (laughs) reaching out to because anyone in the community can come to fest normally. So we were like, hey, want to come to a free music concert? And, you know, yelling at the people as they walked by, like families on their (laughs) regular Saturday, you know, days. And then the like police of the farmer's market came by and we're like you can't do this yeah so we had to like hang our heads and walk out but it was just funny to like or it was exciting to be a part of a project that was like actually like it's so student run and like i'm finding that out more so this year than ever like being in charge of it but like everything is done you know based on student motivation like 
wanting to put on something really cool for the community. And that was like kind of my first little taste of it and like the reason I wanted to do events basically. And now it's like full circle and it's cool. Wow. Wow. Well, Jacob, do you have any other questions for them before we wrap it up? Do y'all ever get in trouble for what you put on the air? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) That must be like one of your frequently asked questions. But I always wonder, like, if you just let a DJ put like their Spotify on there, like, do you ever get a call that's like, wow, you can't, you can't play that (laughs) on the the air? We did have that recently, actually. Really? Yeah, the stuff about um, the Smiths or whatever. Oh, that's that was that's that was different. Good. That's, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. We don't talk about that. <laughs> okay, all right. Well. Keep your um, secrets. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, there are laws we have to abide by FCC rules and regulations for broadcast. We can't. There, there's like obvious things like payola. You can't like play a song because you got paid to do it, or like play your mm-hmm. friends' music um, just because they're your friends. Right. Um. You can't play explicit music, but you can after 10 p.m. Uh-huh. Um, all these Those different are the prize slots for like 10 to 12. <laughs> when yeah. all the children are asleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, you got to do PSAs, which is um, pretty much, it's because we're not a non-commercial radio station. Mm-hmm. We do PSAs instead of like commercials. Mm. Um, and it's basically stuff like, hey, um, masks are important because they stop the spread of COVID-19. Stuff like that. Um, Love it. <laughs> Good <yeah>. stuff. <laughs> Easy stuff like that. So we do all that because FCC regulators at any point could listen to the radio station and say, hey, they're not following the laws. Right. You can find them. Mm. So. But that doesn't, I mean, we have to be careful of it, but it's unlikely they're listening at any given time. And there's the mythical dump button. Uh, so everything is played like eight seconds ahead of time. So if you're like listening to a friend show and you text them, like they're going to get, or like you're listening to everything kind of backlogged. So maybe like uh, eight seconds later, later, you'll hear like, I got a text from blah, blah, blah. But um, since it's all eight seconds behind, there is a button that, worst case scenario, you hear <laughs> a bad word played, you push it as fast as you can Got and it. cross your fingers and hope for the best. So, yeah. But, that oh, I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen too often. That was definitely a freshman year faux pas more than yeah. – I don't think I do that too much anymore. But I, I also have a show after 10, so. I have not <laughs> pressed the dump button. Yeah, in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very awkward listen. Like, you'll be listening. I'm, I'll be in the car, like, listening to the radio and just dead air for, like, a second. Oh, and no. you're like, oh, I know what happened there. <laughs> yeah. I get I'll really good at button. manually bleeping songs yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. over the years. Dang, the dump button. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> All the lingo I'm learning today. <laughs> we need a dump bu- button on the <laughs> we, podcast. We do. Well, I, I can just say <laughs> and you can edit it out. <laughs> yeah, so if, okay, so if somebody's interested in joining the radio station or if they're interested in listening, where can they find y'all? So if you're interested in joining the radio station, I'd recommend contacting me first so I can add you to the listserv. And my email is ctbridges at email.wm.edu. From there, you'll pretty much get the whole spiel from me in, in an email or something, and then I'll direct you to the training director. And to listen, you could go to our website, wcwm.wm.edu. There's like a listen live here link, or if you have the TuneIn app already, that's our streaming platform that we use for online streaming. You could just search wcwm on tunein.com, and then you can listen from there. You could also just listen on the actual radio on the 90.9 channel if you're uh, here locally. Yeah. 
And for, like, updates on events and that kind of stuff, you just can check out any of our social media stuff. Our Facebook is pretty active, and our Instagram is kind of up and running now for the semester. Well, I'm definitely going to follow y'all on yeah. all the social medias. <laughs> so yes, just yes get please. Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast today. Mm, this has been no so problem. fun. Yeah, thank thanks you for having, for having us. us. Thanks to Corey and Emily for coming on the show today. Remember to check out WCWM at 90.9 FM or using the TuneIn app or at wcwm.wm.edu. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. See you next week.